0: Overwhelmed, submerged, swamped, engulfed. This is what it feels like to become lost inside your business. You get lost in the necessary day-to-day operations. You get lost wasting months on an elusive project that never gets finished. You get lost in the fog of unmotivation, or is it demotivation? You get lost in the anxiety and worry of declining metrics. No matter the skill level, at one point or another, all entrepreneurs get lost like this. So much so... But it actually has a name. It's called working in your business instead of working on your business. When you're working on your business, crazy things happen. Things like fresh ideas, camaraderie, confidence, vacations. <laughs> That's what we got into this thing for. That's why we became entrepreneurs in the first place, to design our own lives, to pursue what we wanted to pursue, to cultivate freedom. So today, we want to show you why your business pushes you until you're overwhelmed. And we also want to show you some tricks we've learned that when used properly, will keep you confident and motivated to untangle any problems that come your way. That's what we're talking about today on The Fizzle Show. Hello and welcome to The Fizzle
1: Show!
0: (laughs) This is The Fizzle Show, where every Friday we publish another conversation about the art and science of supporting yourself doing something you care about. How do you like those new intros, guys? How do you like that? It's pretty cool, right? Set up the mood a little, make a little groovy tune, set the mood. I like that. Anyways, in case you aren't familiar with what we do here, this is The Fizzle Show, which is a podcast that came out of a company called Fizzle, which I helped start. And Fizzle is training for small business builders, okay? Over 40 individual courses, all of them yours for the price of about a dollar a day, okay? $35 a month, not some big $2,000 deal, right? But it's not just courses, it's also community Okay, membership gets you access to the forums where people are helping each other out, but you also get access to weekly coaching calls. Myself, or Corbett, or Steph, all of us who are on the podcast today. Are go- we do weekly coaching calls where you can call in if you if you're available just to just to get your answers to your questions. I mean that's worth the price of admission alone. And some people just do that just as a way to keep making progress in their business. There's also the roadmap and a bunch of other stuff. You might have heard of it before, but if you want to check it out, if you want to kick the tires, you can do five weeks for free because you're a podcast listener. We do this just for the podcast listeners. Fizzle.co slash try five. F-I-Z-Z-L-E dot co slash try five will get you five weeks for free of Fizzle try it out if you're into it okay let's get into the conversation for today it's a good one follow along at home at FizzleShow.co/slash slash 184 i'll be back after this conversation to fill in any gaps i'm chase reeves over here next to me is corbett bar and over there on the mic is
1: steph crowder hey <laughs> <laughs> what happened? I didn't know what? if it was coming over to me or what was happening,
2: or somebody else. Oh, you thought it was a character. You up. thought it was a character. Yeah. No, and and
0: then over here is like, hey, I'm f-ing Tony. <laughs> you never know. You really never. I thought know. about thought about that as like a character. I could I could make up It's like, hey, I'm f-ing Tony. <laughs> Who told you that? You don't
2: know f-ing Tony. <laughs> Tony. <laughs> oh
0: my gosh. I that makes, hey, hey, <laughs> uh, Tony's running for president. Anyways. The story today is, you guys, we're going to get into some stuff. We're talking about what's the difference between working on my business and working in my business,
2: Ooh. and how mm-hmm.
0: do we get into on. Now, this is awesome, right? Because when I, when I sent that over to you, Corbett, what was, like, what was your first sort of idea, thoughts like when I was like, hey, what are the, how do we work on, on our business instead of in our business?
2: I was surprised that it was coming from you, I think. Because um, it's kind of a cliche, right? It sounds a little cliche. And then it, and then immediately I was trying to think where that quote came from. And I spent some time looking for it. Yeah. And I couldn't find anything. And yeah,
0: it's like almost like just an old wives' tale about business or something.
2: Well, I, and I think it's valid. I think it's instructive. We're going to have a good discussion about it today. Yeah. But I was just trying to think of where it came from. Maybe somebody will have an origin story, but I, it may be just something that's unattributed. The first thing that came to mind for me was the E Myth Revisited yeah. book.
0: Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. by
2: is it Michael Gerber? Gerber. Yeah. 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 Um, which is now, I don't know, 25, 30 year old book, something like that.
0: I think it's I think it's still a sensational book. It is a good book and it kind of made the rounds again a few but years ago. Actually I haven't read it in a decade. Right. Oh, really? But when I read it back then it was like, whoa. That yeah. was like one of, that was the only business book I, I kind of had and needed for a long time.
2: Yeah. And the the key concept there Um, is he really kind of outlines three different types of, of worker that we have inside of us, Mm -hmm. something like that. Uh, he says there's the, the technician and that's the person who knows how to do the work. Like Mm -hmm. let's say you're a a wedding photographer. So that's the person who knows how to do the photography. Then there is the entrepreneur, and the entrepreneur is the person who sees the big vision of where the business needs to go. Yeah. And then there's the manager, and the manager is the person who knows how to dot the I's and cross the T's and make sure that the bills get paid and all yeah, that kind totally. of stuff. And really, it takes all three of those mm. to make a business work. And I think when you say working on your business instead of in it, the in it part is really the the technician. That's yeah. the person who knows how to actually do the work, like yeah. write the blog post or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And then working on your business is, is all of the stuff that needs to happen in terms of strategy. And, yeah. Uh, and you've used a, a metaphor a lot. A totally. Lot of times, I was just
0: thinking about that. Uh,
2: which is um, CEO versus worker B. And I like that just thinking about us kind of as having two different.
0: Yeah, nice. cause it's kind of like one of them is working in the business and one of them is working on it. The CEO is the one who like kind of like, Hey, I have to, are we heading in the right direction? Hey, Bill, I need your help over here, Bill. Now, Bill, now, when you're screwing on the widget, the caps of the bottles here. And what I need you to do, Bill, is do it more like this. We can get, this will increase production, Bill. Okay, got it, boss. I can do that. And then Bill is the worker bee. He gets in there and he does it. Right, he's doing the things. He's like, "Hey, boss, the guys are kind of—they need more breaks. Look at them; they're they're stressing out." Hey, hey, I'm Tony. Right, (laughs) whatever. Like, you're. This is what it's like to get the work done. And these two things have to talk to each other. These two modes have to talk. And if you spend all your time giving Tony a break and making sure he feels good or, or, or screwing on caps on bottles and not enough time looking at customers and saying, are they buying our bottles still? Are they right. buying the thing that we need to do? How? What's the future of this business? Is, is sales declining or increasing? What's, what's next, right? Then you, will, then you get into trouble. So I was thinking about like, uh, work, what does working in your business look like? Right? So, Steph, do you have any ideas on that or Corbett? Which are like
2: who like, like Yeah, and I'm curious I'm curious as well, like from Steph, if she had heard this phrase before, if it's if it's that common.
1: Yeah, I had a similar reaction to Corbett. I feel like this phrase is something that I heard my like 50-something year old mentor tell me a long time yeah. ago. Like it's mm. you know, maybe the type of thing that you might like, totally to your point, maybe something that's on like a motivational poster or something. But it's one of those things that maybe one of my mentors would have told me that I may have been rolled my eyes at it first and then mm. similar similar to Corbett, once I started thinking about it, it really does make total sense. And some notes that I jotted jotted down track really well with what you guys were just saying to me in your business, I think like turning stuff out, maybe even a little bit more chaotic than what, than the technician approach. I even think like throwing things out, kind of just trying to see what sticks, like trying a bunch Mm. of stuff at once inside your business. And then the working on your business part, to me, I just immediately thought more strategic approach, maybe doing more research about how to impact versus just kind of throwing stuff out and um, kind of worrying about the results later.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When I think of of me working... Or or just like, you know, the standard stuff we're working in your business is kind of like you get lost in the day-to-day operations. You right. never come up for air. You never up Periscope and just see where you're going. You're just, right. everything's focused on the submarine. And then you can also waste months, right, chasing an elusive project that never ends up getting finished because you're just, for some reason, your wheels are turning, but there's no traction yeah. on that project or something. There's also like this fact that no matter what you're working on, you keep thinking like, maybe I should work on this or maybe I should work on that. There's like no kind of, you're not in any sort of set rails that like are keeping you going the same yeah. direction. You might pick up 10 projects and none of them get finished because you don't feel great about it. And you get lost in the fog of, of unmotivation, like a fog of like can set on you of just like, I'm not motiv- Like why? Like what, what am I doing this for? And sometimes you don't even have enough self-awareness or clarity in your head to know that you're unmotivated. You just kind of like, are roughly just rough. You're just yeah. rough. You know what I mean? Yeah.
2: To me, the the difference that I always think about here is someone who only works in their business is, let's say, a, a freelancer. Mm-hmm. Okay, a freelancer who only works in their business is always going to be a freelancer, probably yeah. a one person shop. Yeah. A freelancer who works on their business mm, has a shot at building an agency. Yeah. And those are the really the differences.
0: Yeah. I like that idea because when freelancing, it's very common that to start out as you're on your own, help it like, Hey, I help people put together email newsletters. I do that. They hire me. It's a $3,000. I design a newsletter for them. I hook it up to MailChimp and then I help them get the initial content sorted out and learn how to use it. And that's what I do. And then With when someone's working on, when someone's working in their business, they're just looking for clients, they're just trying to do the thing, they're stressed about having to, you know, having to try to get clients and do the work, you know what I mean? And when you start working on your business, you start seeing, oh, okay, so there's a handful of tasks that need to get done. One of them is designing something that looks new and fresh and that the clients like. Another thing is getting new customers. Another thing is maybe figuring out the like, the larger strategy of the company is are we just focusing on plumbers here or should we move to HVAC people Mm -hmm. and other, you know, what are the other sort of areas we can move into? And, and so working, on your business means well i can hire someone to do this part and that part potentially or i can start thinking about those as hire, hireable positions and, and i just need to realize that these things need to be done is what i'm saying right. you know what i mean so right. like you said they can Instead become just, an agency yeah you know and that's one of the things from the e-myth i need to, I, I have that copy of that book somewhere here that i need to find because i just would love to look at that decade later after you know working in real business for a decade mm-hmm. and go like okay so I just remember it being yeah, especially a lot of it for those was freelancers. Aimed
2: at uh, a lot of it is aimed at sort of like a franchise yeah. situation. It totally, it had yeah, like create very repeatable. It smelled
0: very baby boomer
2: processes and things. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, totally. But
2: it's instructive as well.
0: Okay, so um, we've talked about what it looks like when you just kind of get lost working in your business. Mm-hmm. You know, your, your work, your, your project isn't getting like. What does it look like though when you're working on your business? Like, what does it get you? Uh,
2: to me, it it means. Um, earning yourself the freedom to be able to step back from the business and work on other things or take vacation or whatever. If you're constantly working in your business, you literally have no time yeah. to, uh, to take a breath and to yeah. do anything else. And if you work on your business enough, then it has enough, uh, you know, systems and and processes and, uh, momentum that you can step away yeah. and uh, and take on another project, or focus on you know new strategies for the business, or yeah. take extended time off.
0: I think one thing that popped into my mind was just the it's like when you're working on your business, you actually have space to innovate. Like you can come up with new or fresh ideas. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you're working in your business, when you're lost just screwing caps on bottles or trying to satisfy this client or trying to get this thing out the door. Or trying yeah. to do this that, the There's no new ideas. It's right. just stress. It's just anxiety. Yeah. You know?
2: Yeah. And I don't know um, if you guys know any entrepreneurs who are always stressed. Uh, yeah. A lot of like mom and pop shop kind of places oh. where mm-hmm. maybe they're manufacturing something. A good friend of mine, his, his mom has run her own business for a long time. And every time you talk to her and her husband who run the business, they're always up to their neck in yeah. problems. Yeah. And, you know, they have employees and things, but I just feel like they're constantly running around fighting fires mm-hmm. because they don't have enough. There's They haven't invested in the organization enough so the organization can solve its own fires. Yeah. They themselves, the two of them, yeah. have to be the ones doing it all. And sometimes that's a little bit of micromanaging, I think. Yeah. We're reluctant to let go. Yeah. Um, but the fact is, I think that just leads to burnout over time. And and that's really the difference for me is that sort of a a business and that stress level versus, you know, people who are able to kick back and and really take time.
0: Yeah, that's what I wrote that down. Working on the business looks like vacations. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Being able to take vacations because like we've talked about a lot on the show, there's this magic thing that happens when you get to travel while you have a business. You come back to your business with a fresher set of of you know mind body heart kind of thing you know you can you come back with new ideas with why I'm doing this thing yeah. um, I think other things that come when you're working on your business instead of in the business is that you get you you have some some sort of clarity about what you want or what you're heading towards you have motivation and confidence that however it's going to happen it's going to happen like we're going to get to this thing whatever what like the difference between being uh, I'm doing this new thing in my life you guys where I'm trying to be present. Hey, it's a cool idea. You could be present. It's like this amazing thing Eckhart told Read the book over here. Sorry, <laughs> I was getting distracted. Uh, but but uh, but just there's this there's this really incredibly you know uh, just unanxiety, unafraid sort of thing that can happen when you really are just like I put one thing on my to do list right now. I actually have two because I really didn't want to forget those and <laughs> replace the home page and I got to edit that Mailchimp template. So but like the thing is, is i'm writing one thing down on the list at a time and then i just am all the way doing that and then when i'm done i just come up and go like okay so what needs to be done next Yeah. instead of like hey earlier today i wrote these 5 things down and then i'm always chasing that list yeah. but at the end of the day i've only done 3 maximum you know yeah. what i mean and so just but just that idea of being being present affords me the ability to kind of look at some of our bigger projects that we've committed to and go instead like, well, I got to Instead of being like, Oh, I got to do it. Oh, I got to do it. Oh my God. we're gonna You know, I get stressed out, letting Corbett down or letting Steph down or something like that. Instead, I look at it and go like, what's this thing for? And what's this going to do? And like, what's this really about? And like, cause like, I don't, I don't want to waste time on another project if I don't ha- if it's not going to be worthwhile. Like what is the what's the results of this we're looking right. for, right? Which is just that can be all the difference. Just having enough of that space inside yourself to look at every single problem or issue that comes up and instead of like you smell toast and like you're about to have a seizure, it's different. It's let's work with this. Like yeah. what what are, like there's not the stress there. And I think that can be that can be like that for a lot of entrepreneurs listening right now, they're like, I don't believe you. Yeah, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Right. I just don't believe you. Yeah, because I, I don't believe it can be that good. Go, Steph. I
1: think it's important to point out too. I think everything you're saying is is so valid, and this concept of working on your business can really help people who are you know maybe too close to the metal, as we call it, working super yeah. tightly inside their businesses. However, I we also encounter, especially you know business builders who are at the very beginning innings of their business, they're trying to yeah. exclusively work on the business. Without recognizing that there there is a place, of course, for working in your business too. Like sometimes, Ooh, nice, yeah. sometimes that you absolutely have to just put your head down and work in the business and do some of the mon- monotonous stuff. You know, especially yeah, in, the, in the beginning when you're trying to choose a topic or define your audience and you're thinking to yourself, I just want to have all the answers of the big picture. And sometimes you just don't have all those answers until you take a step forward and try and fall mm. down a little bit. So mm-hmm. there really is no working on your business without some working in your business too.
0: Mm, I love it. All right. Well, with that. We should get started. We, we each prepared two ideas. I asked, I asked the team, if someone you cared about was saying to you like, hey, I want to work on my business instead of in my business and I keep getting lost and you got to tell two things to them, what would they be? And so we've each brought those. We'll hear what we're going to sound, where, 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 where these are going to be here starting Ooh. right now.
2: A little suspense there. <laughs> A little,
0: I wish. I wish. First of all, I'd like to welcome you to another episode sponsored by Lacra. Every day is going to get a little bit brighter, when it, even in the winter is coming. But when the bubbles, they cover that is it's really good. You never want to ever have a day when you don't have
2: a Lacroix. As a possible alligators, I'll give you another one. I'll give you another alligator. I want to point out, uh, just for people who think that this Lacra love <laughs> is all just made up or whatever, <laughs> Chase loves sparkling water so much that right now he has not only a pamplemousse lacroix.
0: There's only one flavor. Well, actually, coconut I like too. Ugh. I love it. Yeah, stramps is my favorite. Stramps.
2: But uh, not, not only does he, have, I'm going to put that in the show notes. Stramps. Not only does he have a lacroix next to him, he also has a soda stream on the other side which maybe I shouldn't mention because our sponsor might get angry oh, yeah. oh no they're subsidiaries they're,
0: they're subsidiaries <laughs> for sure
2: one owns the other well and the whole point is I think what what
0: started this whole thing was we were into LaCroix and then I think it was Barrett who looked into the fact that they're a publicly traded company the, the company who owns LaCroix yeah. and their their stock ticker oh is God. Fizz that's right F-I-Z-Z it's Fizz <laughs> Same. and so it, we're just an acquisition play we're like what do they need they need to teach startups because LaCroix in every Every startup in the whole world, so we can be the sense. content arm of, <laughs> of the Lacroix uh, parent companies, right? It's a, it's, it's clearly, it's clearly a, the thing that's going to work. Why I do you, can't wait? <laughs> why
1: do you have SodaStream and Lacra?
0: Well, sometimes, but you know, it's so. I'm so glad you asked, Steph. Uh, sometimes it's just a little, you know. I just want a water, you know, with some bubbles in it, and I don't want any flavor. Mm. Uh, and so I just go for that. I think and, you can get
2: plain LaCroix, can't you? Yeah, pure. I don't.
0: Yeah. I. I wouldn't. Pure. No way. I wouldn't touch that stuff. Well, you, could. you know, pure. Yeah. Right. <laughs> pure. Call me. Yeah. Right. I don't drink La Croix because it's pure. I drink it because it's not pure. Mm. Do you understand? Sure. So I can make my own pure with the soda stream right downstairs. <laughs> got that going on. Good I got what, more than that. I'm a pro. I got, I plug in the thing. I plug in the, the CO2 cartridge. Guess what? I got a whole other one just waiting for me oh on, down God. below. Cause you know what? When that one runs out, I'm going to put that in and I'm going to take the other one back to Fred
2: Myers. I'm gonna get it replaced. I'm all about backups these days. All about backups. I, I just, I, in fact, the light in my fridge just went on to replace the filter. Woo! I got one in the cabinet. <laughs>
1: Oh, that's a good feeling.
0: Ready to go? Ooh, wee. Ooh, watch me. Watch me. Ooh, watch me. Oh man, I would like that. I would like to do a video to you replacing the filter unit in your fridge with cilantro. With, with just like,
1: ooh, watch me. Watch me.
0: <laughs> I like it. All right, Steph, are you ready to to roll with your number one? Let's do it.
1: You guys, I'm so excited. I always get to go first. I get to like have the pick of the points. So yeah, I'm always
2: nervous that you're going to take my because
0: especially on this one. I imagine. Okay. What's your bet right now? My bet is that we all have roughly the same exact two. probably uh,
2: given the previous experiences with this. I'm going to say there's not going to be that much overlap. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: because okay. I'm always surprised that there isn't but but uh, okay, let's see. All right. Let's see you listener at home. You can try you can text no to 99759 <laughs> <laughs> and that will mean the red glass will never text you again. <laughs> that
1: would actually what if be awesome. We just,
0: what if we just did mobile stuff for other people? <laughs> just text, like saying no to, to like <laughs> just text no to 5Trump <laughs> like whatever his mobile thing is. Just No! <laughs> Okay, go for it. I love
1: it. Okay, I am going to start with this one. So my thought is evaluate the things you're doing and make sure they actually matter. So sub header would be challenge your beliefs about the things you're doing in your business. So some examples of this would be whenever it, when we're working on or or, sorry, working in our businesses, we start to just have these sort of like assumed tasks or assumed things that pop up every single day or every single week. I have to spend time on Twitter and Facebook in order to grow my business. I have to spend hours a day on email. I think that's my favorite example is I have to get to inbox zero. I have to clear out Mm. all my email. And uh, I know I myself have been guilty. I'm really bad about my email personally. And um, I have been guilty of like wasting a lot of my time trying to go through email and I'm like, you know, unsubscribing from newsletters and all of a sudden half a day has gone by and that's really not probably the best use of my time. I could probably find a a better way to batch those tasks and not be jumping back to my email all day long. So I just think it's really important to, you know, especially if you're thinking to yourself, you're feeling that stress that we talked about. I don't have enough time. I'm not making enough progress. Really take a good, long, hard look at the things you're doing day in and day out and challenge them and ask yourself, you know, I've always thought I had to respond to all my email like the day I get it. But is that something I actually have to do? And is that moving the ball forward enough in my business that I don't want to spend that time doing something else?
0: Ooh, this is interesting. This is good. Um, what I like about, I really like this idea of of looking at all of these assumed tasks that we have, right? Yep. And the two you gave, spending time on Twitter or or making sure I get to email inbox zero or something like that. Um, by the way, the guy who created the term inbox zero has completely disowned the idea because because de- email is is email's a thing that... that that does what it wants to do. Who are we talking about? Uh, Merlin Man. Man. He Well, because he he just, you know, he's like, listen, I get a, I get 100 messages every day or, or more or something like that. That doesn't count spam, right? Okay. And so it's like, I, I'll check in every couple days and I'll just, I have a little, he does a thing where he just looks at like the last two days just from people who like Google's marking important or something like that, right? Yeah. Um, so, and, and he doesn't, he's like the inbox. He doesn't, he doesn't filter. He doesn't, it's like all in his inbox. And so if you know him, you will send him a text message right that and that's where in Merlin man
2: Merlin man so th- that's just sad it's sad it that's totally sad. Is. he basically declared inbox bankruptcy you're saying he, de- he
0: declared bankrupt bankruptcy he gave up yeah he gave up but what the reason why is he did it intelligently he did it intelligently because he's like nothing good comes in my life through this box and if it if it wants to, it will come through one of the others mm-hmm. because because the whole the inbox your mail it's e- it's easy to find I, I've sent emails to favorite comedians of mine just by guessing their email and then Gmail just all of a sudden pulls in their avatar yeah <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah and it is and like you could just you have access to anybody you want um, and uh, some people have systems for that some people like uh, uh, Seth Godin or Gary Vaynerchuk are famous for like they they go through their email they respond to them all. Right. Um, and that is a, that is a value. And I think that there's something to be said for that too, but there's also something to be said for like torch it, burn it, get rid of it. Just and occasionally just let it go for a week, delete everything. Yeah. And then start from scratch. Um, uh, because the inbox is these inboxes are, thi- well, especially email is this thing where the whole world is going to try to get a hold of you to tell you about their black Friday sale or Hey, I'd really love to have you on my podcast or uh, who knows what. Right. And, uh, And so you have to decide with that inbox as well as all these other assumed tasks. I want to slide away from email for a second because just this idea of assumed tasks, I Mm -hmm. think, is really powerful. Do you know what I mean? Sure. What do you think are some assumed tasks besides social, email, email? what else comes to mind? Uh, Cause I know that there's more out there. We can help people categorize some of these right now. I C- mean, customer service
2: stuff. I mean, yeah. It's, customer but service. It's also about you build up assumed tasks over time. So yeah. it may not exist in the beginning, but once you start doing something as humans, we have this thing where it's, we, we try to let our brains operate on autopilot most of the time. Yeah. And so there's a lot of work that goes into coming up with any sort of new task. Like, let's say you decide that you want to podcast every yeah. week. Okay. Yeah. So once you decide that, then you just push the strategy side of that aside yeah, so yeah. you don't ever have to think about it again and you just like wrote, go through the process every week yeah, of yeah. making a new podcast. Yeah. So it becomes an assumed task mm-hmm. after you spend time totally. working on it. So podcasting, blogging. Yeah, that's interesting. What are you going to say, Steph? I was
1: also going to say, and I think Corbett's talked about this before too, going to lunch with people, having coffee with people, like yeah. you know, mm. commitments yeah, yeah. that you've made to, to seeing people outside of your office or outside yeah. of your business environment.
2: Yep, totally. Go, going to conferences.
0: And yeah, you're right. You're right, Corby. But this idea that like, and this isn't getting rid of assumed tasks. This is this is being intentional about those tasks mm-hmm. right. we podcast every single week we know we have a, a stand up meeting every Monday and then we take a 30 or 60 minute break and then we podcast yeah and that's an assumed task both of those are assumed tasks we know we're going to do but they're ones that we've committed to mm-hmm. and doing those means that we don't have that meeting every any other day of the week yeah and and we and if there are other meetings we're going to have throughout the week we've got them scheduled from that Monday meeting yep you know and the podcast just goes out every week because it's something that we that's valuable To us, so what you said, Steph, was evaluate the things you're doing and make sure they actually matter. Yep, and I love that. I think that, like, if you could just keep track of every every task you did for a couple days, maybe, or maybe just one day, but probably probably in aggregate, it gets even more powerful. And just so that you don't, not that, just so you see all the different tasks that you've done in a week or something like that, and you and you can kind of categorize them, and just see, and just circle. Circle the ones that are important, or the ones that aren't important, and start seeing where you can create, because there's this incredible freedom that comes when you're like, I'm not going to do email every Monday. I'm going to yeah. do no email. Yeah. You know what I mean? To,
2: just to add to that, um, something that I got from Danielle Laporte a long time ago was this idea of creating, instead of having only a to-do list, yeah. have a stop-doing list as well. Mm. Oh, that's mm. awesome. So... So, you know, when you come up with these things, like like Steph is mentioning, you're, you're questioning the things that you do on a repeated basis. Sometimes you can't just quit cold turkey. Yeah. You know, there's a backing out process totally. for many reasons. So put that on a list of things mm. that you're committing to not do after a certain amount of time.
0: Yeah. I love that. I love that. Anybody who's taken the productivity essentials course mm. in the fizzle, uh, course library i don't know if you know this but we have over 40 different courses for small business people who are trying to get their shit done and the productivity essentials course is one of the good ones in there and there's a nice little uh easter egg in there for anybody mm. who gets who gets into it all right that's a good one steph i think that was great it was not one that was on my list in a, in a little way it kind of was but it was not it's actually a different thing mm. so corbett we're on to you turkey all right. lips all right
2: Uh, The first one on my list is this idea of trying to constantly work yourself out of a job Mm. by delegating and hiring people and, you know, uh, using services that are out there. Mm. So anything that you, you know, as you start as an entrepreneur, you're probably doing 100% of the things yourself. And you should be constantly looking for, is there a service out there or is there a person that I could hire or pay to do these things that I'm doing and constantly try to work yourself out a, a job. Start maybe with the low hanging fruit, the things that are really easy for you to delegate out. Um, for example, like it might be easy to hire someone to do some customer support for you. It might be easy for you to pay someone on Fiverr to edit your podcast episodes every week, something like that. And then work up the chain to the things that you've hold, you know, more and more dear to your heart in terms of like you being the tactician or the technician, um, work yourself out of doing design or writing blog posts or writing code or, uh, even hiring people eventually, all of those things, try to work yourself out of those jobs and, um, and then eventually you'll, you'll find that you have a ton of time now, every time you work yourself out of one of those jobs, you have a ton of time to focus on all kinds of other things mm-hmm. and open up those horizons and, and focus on strategy and everything else.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. And this is something you're so good at, right? For me personally, I have always struggled with this. And you know Why? Because I get an enormous sense of my self worth or identity from the work that I do, mm-hmm. and so that's why I will work so hard at a thing or make it so much better than it needs to be. I think in some ways, right? Um, because it's like, no, this is that's little chase out there. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, or that says something about right. about me and my quality as a person. Because that question is, it's like my that's my ongoing personal development thing. It's just getting that little black hole filled in. Like Chase, you are loved and valuable, you're fine. You don't need to prove it to anybody. (laughs) Please stop trying to prove it to yourself. Would you please, for God's sake, listen to your wife and your son. You're fine. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Um, And, uh, you know, I'll keep, (laughs) I'm making progress, but I keep making, you know, two steps forward. Working on One
2: step back, yeah. getting in that business.
0: But this is so, this is another thing that was like, you know, uh, early on in entrepreneurship, a thing that was hammered into me, just this idea. And it was really hard to, to try to listen to because I'm like, no, because if somebody else is designing the site, then it won't look as good as if I do it. No, but if someone else is writing the thing, then... It won't be as charming as if I wrote it. Well, if someone else is doing the, then and no, if we if someone if we let someone else edit the podcast, then you know. And I still do this all the time. I'm not actively working to hire to to work myself out of the job. And so for some of us, whatever, maybe we we call ourselves creatives, or or maybe we just call ourselves insecure, hopeful people, or whatever. This is a really hard one, but it's really really important because the truth is, I I have worked myself now out of a lot of jobs here at Fizzle, um, and. And some of those were easy, like like letting go of of certain like customer support tasks or other things like that. But others of them have been challenging mm-hmm. And it's really, really rewarding when you get on the other side and you realize, I only get to do one thing really, really well. You know so what's my what's my job going to be here to do really, really well? Yeah, and part of that is just like being up in strategy level with you, yeah, you, and, know? you know
2: I mean, the the thing that we didn't talk about at the opening here is, whether or not working on versus in your business is right for you and whether or not it's even the main goal. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's an interesting concept and, yeah. it, and it's valuable to think about, but it's not always the right answer mm. um, because some of us run our businesses for other reasons than just trying to grow something that operates independently from yeah. us. Some yeah. of us really do derive a lot of our self worth or yeah. just enjoyment in life out of contributing things to our business, and so there are some things that you may never want to work yourself out of.
0: Yeah, and you need to be honest. But, with there's, yourself but about there what is, but there is something really important about this. There is, there really is, because if, especially for a little, you know, dancing ballerina attention whores like me, right? Because yeah. you're not gonna get what you want from this thing. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna fill in that hole for you the way you think it might. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That has that gets done through other work. And so bring yourself completely to this work in a way that you would bring yourself completely to a job for somebody else. Right. Yeah. And 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 enjoy everything about it. But you've got to find um, the things that are making you you. uh, Part of it will express itself here. And that's what, that's what's so beautiful. Like, that's what we're all looking for. I think I always used to make fun of like cell phone companies or like the, you know, like, like the cell phone case, like market, like, yeah, they used to just like market as like express yourself. They still do, mm-hmm. right? Express yourself. Oh, I'm polka dot with stormtrooper or some, you know, I'm I'm yeah. I'm this or I'm the, express myself. And the more, but for some reason recently I'm like it's actually really profound to express yourself to like shout out into the universe. I'm here, damn it! <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like it's I will like, have sequins <laughs> on my phone. Case. This is what it's like for me. Please don't reject me. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. like and and cell phones cases is this hilarious. You know, s- inconsequential version of it, but. Everything, it, it, like when we pick a partner, when we when we have pillow talk at night, when we uh, when we put anything out into the world, we're expressing ourselves sure. in, in a when real you buy way. A car, buy clothes. When you buy a car, right? Yeah. in like, a profile on social media. It does, It's like you're expressing yourself, and and what's important about that is not necessarily your expression so much as like I want to be authentic to myself, and I really hope you don't reject me.
2: Speaking of, what? Uh, I noticed a trend, <laughs> okay. so I decided to follow it. Hold on, trend finder. <laughs> That was good. Uh, <laughs> I noticed a trend in in terms of the way people express themselves on Instagram. Uh, Mostly younger women, I think. But uh-huh. I, I decided to borrow it. Yep. So My profile, uh, my my bio, and <laughs> no, Instagram no, what you do, what you it do, it has a bunch of little like little emojis next to all the words. You know.
1: <laughs> I'm like literally going to look this up right now.
2: <laughs> I want to see it too. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's pretty amazing. What's Instagram, your Corbett? It's oh corbett. Com yes. slash Corbett Bar. Corbett
0: Bar. All right, I want to, I want to see it. You guys, it's Instagram slash Instagram.com slash Corbett Bar. Lifestyle entrepreneur, co founder, Team Fizzle. <laughs> and then you've got the little heart, married to Jessalyn Art What's the art. I like travel. What is What Oh, it's a map. It's a map. <laughs> <laughs> art, surfing, cocktail, sunset. Get my newsletter, Bar.com
2: with the arrow. <laughs> that's with the arrow down.
0: That's really good. So you got to express yourself. Oh, that's terrific. Oh my, you do have to express yourself, right? Express yourself. Express yourself. And there's something really, uh, for, for again, I'm speaking to like the 10% of the audience who's like just like me. Unfortunately, you guys, Steph and Corbett, got stuck with someone who's going to make 90% of the conversation about the 10% of creatives out there who are just, but this is this idea of working yourself out of a job by delegating or hiring out or by just deciding not to do those things or by focusing your efforts somewhere else or whatever it's i think one of the things i love so much about business is i think it's an incredible arena for personal development small business Mm -hmm. yeah i think it's a really career in general totally an incredible arena for personal development and this idea of working yourself out of a job forces you when you're thinking about it this way to just have a greater sense of of um it's like you want to be hd not sd with how you look at your self-awareness mm-hmm. you want to have more res- more pixels um your pixel density is higher so that you can tell like which part of this is me in a meaningful way mm-hmm. versus versus like i just want to i just want to own everything or, or, or whatever right? right i think that's a really big deal okay i'm going to move to my first one now so here's, here's my, my deal on this. I want, uh, if you are working in your business, not on your business, in my experience, that comes from not having clarity about what I want or where we're going, okay? So for me, I get lost when I don't know where I'm going. So know where you're going to go This is what my, my sort of thing is, right? and this can be hard when you're always changing like like I am but what we've said in the uh, in I have a course inside of Fizzle on uh, designing a website for people who aren't designers so if you're a business builder like hey I want to design a website for my thing but I'm not a web designer or a developer it's a course just for that and one of the big things in there is getting to this clarity of purpose that you have for like what is, the, what is this web pages what is this pages job yeah. what's the single action you want somebody to take on this. And it's this another thing was ruthless focus on that, on that clarity of purpose. So when I, when I think about this, I think of actually not knowing where I want to go. I think of like, oh, I want to be an entrepreneur. And, and one of the things I was thinking about is like, okay, so what do you want? What's your goal? And I'm like, well, I want to be an entrepreneur. Or maybe I want to make X amount of dollars per month. Or maybe it's that I want to retire at this age. Or maybe it's I want to make a meaningful impact on this thing. Or maybe I just want to be able to afford to eat organically and gluten-free, right? Well, which one is it? Which one is it? Yeah. Which one is it? Because the words really matter. Because if you don't actually convince the really, really intelligent, wise part of you somewhere that rarely gets to come out, like you're going to be right back here again in another six to 12 months. Like you're going to be having another crisis of faith or a crisis of business where you're going to have to think all of this stuff through, right? You'll be back working in the business instead of on the business. So I think when I get stuck working in the business is because I am not clear about what result I'm actually looking for, Mm -hmm. what thing I'm actually trying to get to. So getting extremely extremely crystal clear about where I want to go yeah and where like so where I want to go and why right, right.
2: because then it makes you realize that um Simply putting your head down and cranking out the work might yeah. not be the most effective way to get you to your end goal. Yeah, right. Yeah, and if you don't know what your end goal is, then you just assume your goal is to do good work in the moment, whatever yeah. it is that your your head's down focused on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and so this idea of uh, I, I'm, I'm, it's making me think of Steph's like your assumed tasks. I think a lot of us might have an assumed goal. Totally. Right. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, well, Pat Flynn said this, or the Fizzle guys said that, or uh. Or this, I read this in an ebook. Or Seth Godin, this. Or or Gary Vaynerchuk, that. Or who knows what. Or even this is what an entrepreneur is supposed to be. Even What's just I want
1: to be successful. I think is another yeah. is another one. It's like and what you just said <sighs> totally. too is you know maybe you know what you're working towards and maybe you don't and you think well if yeah. I just do enough work in the moment then I'll get to quote success and we've talked about this before too and that's that's a really dangerous way to think about it as well.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And even think about people who are further along, right? Beyond the like, well, you know, Corbett says this, or Pat Flynn says that, or or Daniel Laporte says this. You know, a lot of us start there and then we get get past it. But still, there's this insidious sort of like assumed goal that you actually never owned. You actually never got intentional about it, potentially living under the surface, which is just like some... uh, You would never know if you're already surviving or not in some ways. Do you know what I mean? It's like I have a friend... On a founder story with Jamie Tworkowski inside of Fizzle, we have these great long, long in-depth interviews with founders so you can hear how they actually be. This is something that we think is really, really important is that as a person who's trying to build a business, you listen to the stories, the real stories of how people got successful mm-hmm. because it's and not the anecdotes, not the like, what's your favorite quote? Not the not the like you know what's what's one hard thing that happened like I want the I want beginning to end the long story however long it needs to take because when you do that with twenty five when you listen to twenty five of those you'll realize some patterns start to form and you will start to hold yourself accountable to different expectations right and that's really important because yeah. a lot of us really do read the anecdotal more, realistic, more realistic usually like realistic as in the real world yeah not as in like I read it in a magazine on my way to to Las Vegas or something like that right like Sky West or whatever, yep. whatever it was. You know, but this, this, uh, that's something that's really important. And I, and I read in, in one of my interviews with Jamie Turkowski, who started a organization called to write love on her arms, he's, twol- twol- twola, twola. <laughs> you know, real simple. <laughs> Like These guys, like my other buddy, Justin, who started, these numbers have faces. <laughs> it's like, dude, why not go with like a zing or something? Like, can we just <laughs> like <laughs> charity water, <laughs> charity water, just make it, you know, give it a couple words. Um, <laughs> uh, but the idea uh, that he, that he got to is like, uh, he realized early on he used to work and was like a big deal guy. He, he had like huge sales guy for Hurley. And after a while, one of his mentors was just like, so when is it going to feel like enough for you? and he realized he just didn't have an answer to that. You know, I think a lot of us are there. Like that's very true for a lot of us who get start start getting a little bit of traction in our business. It's like we don't realize we haven't defined when enough is going mm. to be or what we're what we're going for. And I have to admit that I haven't done a great job of this. But there's something about how we work at Fizzle that it, like the mission, the, the people we get to help, there's something really rewarding in that. The work that, itself is... Yeah, yeah. the work yeah. itself is kind of, it keeps, and I'm okay with that. And then the way working with you two guys, it's like we have a good way of doing it, so I don't, I don't find myself having those existentially issues. Yeah. Because it's not it's not that painful. So this idea of like, when will it be enough? or or like how much is enough or something like that or where are you actually going and then why? Because like I said, if you don't have a good enough answer to that, that can one that actually convinces that like kind of wise part of you that pops up every now and again and just kind of shit up, (laughs) do you know what I mean? It's like that part of you that... Like it just comes in like everything seems to be fine we're, this is kind of a potty mouth episode I was gonna say we're you have working. a lot of editing to do <laughs> yeah, I do I'm setting my markers but I, but I had to say it like that right because there's just then these moments in life where like hey man things were going good and then give it three weeks and some little rage monster inside of you is like Changing stuff. What he says and who I am? just throwing things around the room. Sure. You know what I mean? Because there's probably something true that's buried and it's a it's a ball rock there's that's just like else you off, or something or, or, or you're just feeling insecure. Like, and you got, your job is to know the difference between the two. Right? So that's my first one. Uh that that you gotta know where you're going and why. You gotta be very, very clear about those. And this is, I think, uh, uh, one last Point to make is that in our Fizzle mission statement, we every year we used to write our mission statement and then kind of rewrite it every year, wordsmith it. Has it changed? Has it changed? Has it changed? And I love that process because it did change. It was like eh, we were we weren't saying enough there, or well we said too much there, yep. or you know. And so your what, where, your where you're going and why will probably change over time. And then okay, acknowledge, make the changes and move on. Keep going, the best of your ability. I love that. All right. That's my first one. We all just done one and we're 45 minutes into this sucker. (laughs) Wow. These are good. (laughs) They're good. They're good. Okay. Steph, you're up next.
1: Okay. I actually had that one, believe it or not. So here, I I actually phrased it as start with the desired result and work backwards. So we are on the Mm. same page about that one. So luckily I had a backup. So my third one and Chase, you touched on this super briefly, like almost glossed over it at the beginning of the episode. So I just want to go a little bit deeper into it intentionally choose three non-negotiable things a day and no more. And you could even argue maybe one thing a day, which is what you had mentioned before. So somewhere between one and three things a day and make those your non-negotiable tasks or the things that you intentionally Mm. know that you want to work on. Um, that day and don't take on other stuff so we mm-hmm. took this is from one of my very favorite episodes from before my time at fizzle i think it's episode 99 of the fizzle mm-hmm. show where we talk about productivity journaling that's an awesome episode yeah. for people who have never listened to it before that really revolutionized my workflow especially as someone who handles support we already mentioned support emails you know i've had to put in place my own kind of rules about what types of messages I respond to if it interferes with the three things that I choose for myself each day, because those are my Mm. non-negotiable things. And I derive those things based on what Chase just talked about. What's my goal? What's my desired result? And how can I work backwards from that? So those two things are kind of connected, right? I'm figuring out what my goal is and the result that I want to impact. And then I pick three things that are the most important for me in moving the ball towards that thing. And I will not negotiate and I will not choose, or I won't let myself, I mean, of course, like sometimes things come up and You absolutely have to take them on and that's fine. But if you go into your day, you know, having uh, put some thought into this and knowing what you're going to be working on, whether it's one thing or, and three is a lot, by the way, when I first started doing this, I was like three, that's like, come on, I can do 15. And then as soon as I, as soon as I dug into it, I was like, man, that takes me all day long. And then some, sometimes to do these three things. But that has really changed how I, I, I really feel great about my week. If I have put some thought into this in advance versus just kind of like, You know, thinking through like the difference between urgent and important things that that hit you as the days go on, really having put thought behind this can really change the outcome.
0: Yeah, I think that's really big. That's something that that we all have have uh, have found is an incredibly uh, important thing. If you can just write down two things or three things in the beginning of the day or the day before, Mm -hmm. you know, the end of the day before. And then the next morning you get into work, you have two things to do or three things to do. That's it. You know, that's it. Um, that, that will keep you on track in it, through a lot of storms.
2: Yeah, and that act itself is, to me, working on your business. Yeah. The tasks that you assign could be either. Mm -hmm. So you have to be careful about that, right? Because you can feel like, okay, you know, I'm in this good flow. I'm writing something down every night or three things down every night before I go to bed. And I get those done every day. And then I repeat the process. That can feel like, oh, I'm getting a lot done. And you probably are. But what you're getting done might just be working in your business instead of on it. Uh, So within those tasks, you'd want to make sure that you're adding things that are about working on your business Totally
0: totes goats. all right corbett Barr, what's your number two
2: my number two is to focus on uh repeatable systems and inclusive or extensible tools that don't necessarily require any specific person to execute Mm. so that you can plug and play and have different people uh you know take on different tasks as needed and then you need to create Training, you need to document those those processes and those tools or create training so that new people that you add to the team or new people who are responsible for those tasks can get up and running quickly without you having to reinvent the wheel and and train somebody every yeah. time so one area uh that we have done this really successfully in, I would say is with uh, member success and customer support specifically yeah. now you know with fizzle being as old as it is. We've had essentially six different people Mm -hmm. responsible for for customer support uh, at various times, and for the first few, you know, we we probably the documentation was mostly like in discussions. But by the third, by the fourth person, Barrett, when he came on board, and then certainly when Steph came on board, uh, Barrett actually created a bunch of videos Mm -hmm. that he handed over to Steph that he didn't necessarily have to. Um, spend time walking her through. She watched the videos, learned how to do certain things, how to use certain tools, what processes we went through. And then Steph was able to build on that when we brought Emily on board and so on. Mm -hmm. So that becomes a really powerful tool, and it saves you a ton of time down the road, totally. especially in a role that a lot of different people are going to play.
0: Yeah, I think this is another one of those. This is what's, what I love about this is this idea of looking at these tasks that you do or the roles that you play in your business, one of the, and, then, and then systematizing it, realizing what the ingredients are to each, mm-hmm. right? So one of the roles that we have to play every single week is we publish a blog post every Tuesday. Right, so we have to write a blog post that is now. What are the things we require of a blog post? Well, it has to be something that's interesting to our audience. Well, who's our audience? Where are they at? Their, in the they want to be entrepreneurs. What at what stage of the business are they at? Okay, yeah. then what kind of topics are interesting to them? Okay, we also want it to to be potentially something that becomes popular over time through Google searches and things like that. People, yeah. It's something people are looking for. So when you look into a task like that, you realize there's a lot of these ingredients or responsibilities or yeah. needs that we have on this thing, and then we need to say something different. And then we need to make sure that it makes sense. And then we need to make sure that there's a takeaway or some, and maybe it has a downloadable because that's nice to build the email list, right? Yeah. So for all these things, you can you can realize like you can make documents for the tasks that you do. Yeah,
2: and, and for some of these, we're making documents even though only two of us are doing the role yeah. or something. Yeah. In some cases, you might make a document or, or document a process even though you're the only one that's going to be doing that job. Yeah. And it's still beneficial because you're not having to... Spend all the time remembering all the stuff that you're going to do. You're less likely to leave things out. Um, We recently documented our course creation process. We'd gone for like three years of creating new courses without ever having the process written down. And it's like every time we do it, it's a little bit different. The results that we get are a little bit Mm -hmm. different and we forget things or whatever. And so just by documenting that, even though there are only a couple of people involved, it helps us produce more higher quality things on a regular basis.
0: Yeah. Even though it might take some of the magic away too, right? And yeah. like some of the magic way, one of the reasons, one of the things I love is just the fly by night, like make it up as we go kind of thing. I love that. I love being in something that feels like it's never been solved before. But the truth is this has been solved before mm-hmm. and you're being inefficient right now, you know? And, yeah. and uh, like,
2: and you have to decide what's more important to you. Is it the consistency of the results yeah. or, and, and the uh, you know, saving totally. the time? Or is it the good feeling you get about creating the thing?
0: Exactly. And what's fascinating is to watch, uh, yeah, I mean, for me, it used to be all, my whole life used to be about creating, uh, like, like, the feeling that I got when I made a thing and the way yeah. people responded to it. And now it's like, okay, I've made enough courses, like, I just want it to do its job. Like, I, like now I'm like, no, our business fails if people aren't getting helped. And so this course is meant to help somebody. Not to make me seem like a funny or a charming or smart or or anything anything like that, right? right? It's got a job to do, so that is actually my second one: was design a system, plan, or process to get that shit done, right? Uh, just to add another beep to the yeah. mix here, and I don't need I don't need to add another one to that because I think in. Um, One of the things, like, I love this idea of you got to get clarity up front on where you're going and why. Then you have to create these systems to to make that happen, right? So that, like, Steph's idea about writing, these are the three things you have to do today. That's it. Right? Yep. And Corbett's point about, well, they might not, they might not like attribute themselves to that. They might not be getting you closer to that thing you want to get to. So you have to make sure that they are intentionally heading in that direction. And then you're looking at the roles that you're doing in your business. We all have these ongoing tasks where these daily tasks or these weekly tasks Doing email, social media, writing blog posts, putting up podcasts, doing customer support, making the new course, doing whatever it is, right? There's this ongoing stuff and we all probably feel like, man, I wish I had someone else doing that so I could just think about what's next or create this new project I've been thinking about doing for so long. Um, There's a lot in this conversation to dig into and I think we kind of nailed it, guys. I think there's a lot of really good stuff in here. I just want to say, you guys come up with great lists. You guys give great lists. You're really good at it.
2: Uh, thanks,
0: Corbett. You in particular, you know what you're doing when you're given lists. Man, I appreciate that. (laughs) I wish you guys could see the size of his shrug (laughs) as he says that. It's literally like his ears are like above his head. (laughs) All right, anything else to add, guys?
1: I think that's it.
0: All right, Fizzlers, I have been Chase Wardman-Reeves. I've been Corbett Barr.
1: I've been Steph Crowder.
0: And we'll see you there, or we'll we'll see you another another time. time. So there you have it. Hey, fizzleshow.co slash 184 is where you're going to find the show notes and links and discussion and comments about this episode. If you have something to say, head to fizzleshow.co slash 184. And while you're there, click on the CEO versus worker bee video. All right, in this video, I, te- I tell you, I detail for you the difference between the two necessary modes of productivity. And how to integrate them into your day to day work schedule. This is something that we do every single week here at Fizzle. That's at fizzleshow.co slash 184. And don't forget, you could also get the uh, the uh, productivity course that that is like a part of inside of Fizzle as part of your five week free trial, which maybe you'll stick around for afterwards because it's super valuable to you and you're actually making progress instead of just talking about it. But that's I'm just that's neither here nor there. You can get that at Fizzle.co/slash try five the free five week trial. I don't know if you're interested in that kind of thing, making progress. Uh, anyways, here's an iTunes review from Sean to the S from the USA who says. This podcast is the perfect combination of business strategy, life philosophy, and fun. Clearly, these are very genuine people giving great, no BS advice for any entrepreneur. He keeps going, but I want to stop there. Thank you so much, Sean. I really, really appreciate that. Uh, Dear listener, if you haven't yet, could you leave us an iTunes review? Just head to the iTunes store, look for Fizzle, and click write a review, and tell us what you think. Let somebody know what you think of the show. Let somebody know what you think of the show. I would love that. I would I read every single one and I share them with the team. And I read them out on the air whenever possible. So please, if you haven't yet, leave us an iTunes review. I'd love to hear from you. Okay, that's it for the show today. Here's We talked a little bit in there about knowing when is enough or what is enough or, or, or things like that. Here's a quote that I found from William Blake. You never know what is enough unless you know what is more than enough. You never know what is enough unless you know what more than enough is. I think there's something in that to think about. Digest that for a little while. Find care, take care, serve hard, and dig in. Thanks, and we'll talk to you next Fizzle
2: Friday.